Dave. I'm here with Cleveland Scott. We are going to discuss the East Divisions. Um, how are you guys doing today? Cut down day, bro. Sad day for a lot of guys. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, they should have played better. A lot of dreams get that. No, sometimes it's just, it, it comes down. It comes down to yeah. who knows who. <laughs> Savage. No, I'm just you, kidding. I'm just. Kidding. It'd be better. No. You know why I say that? Because like the, like the Randall Cobbs of the world took a roster spot from someone who, who probably worked as their ass off. Yeah, and he's had his yeah. time in the sun. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why yeah. I said that. Yeah, Scott, how are you? I'm good. I I want to start out by apologizing to. Everybody who witnessed the uh, the uh, truculent behavior of mine last week uh, to you, Dave. So I apologize. What did I for... miss? You you were you were truculent to me. I think I'm using that word correctly. I was Triple a jackass in some ways. Oh uh, no, no, you weren't. No, no you I was weren't. for sure because I felt so. I felt like at the end of it, I felt like, wow. I said I really said some stuff I shouldn't have said, and then Dave's. Dave sent me a message really quickly. Go to bed. <laughs> it was like perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. I mean, you're, but, you're talking like it's you're talking like it's white guilt. What happened? Like what? No, I mean? no, no. It just was like I was I was obnoxious <laughs> with um, about what? What did I miss? <laughs> so, just the, so the aggressive back and forth. It was just okay. I was so just, I have to guess because I actually don't know what he's talking about here. Um, okay. But we ended the show, of course, talking about the Lions because we had them winning the NFC North, right? So they were the okay. last the last team. Although I almost took the bears. I got to say, um, and so of course we're going over the draft class again. And I thought it was a shitty, terrible draft class for building a, a long-term winning team. And therefore it would have to imply that the team believes they can win now, right? The team thinks that their window is currently open. Like this is it. It's time to go. This is it. And if they don't think that the draft class is truly terrible, if they do think that it's still terrible, but it's at least understandable. Scott okay. was trying to say that we couldn't tell their thoughts just from looking at the draft class. And I was like, well, I sure hope we could observe their behavior and determine their motives or else they're just like acting like they're just throwing monkeys through at feces at a dartboard. And that's Dave Gettleman. So I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But my, but my response to that was, was somewhat, not even somebody. It was inappropriate, and it was um, it just was over the top. So welcome to political football, Scott. It took hey, you it took you a year to arrive, but this is I me know, and Dave like, all the time. That's, <laughs> I really like. Um, I felt I felt bad about it for a week. I have. Wow. So I, I apologize. Well, I apology do. accepted. I guess I'm not entirely sure what we're apologizing for, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn it down. So oh. listen, you told me to go to bed after the show. Everything that happened to for to tell you to go to, to for me to go to bed is he what I'm apologizing for. He's, he was drafting Scott. He 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 yeah. looked at the phone I, for a second and just I like, told you to go to bed because the show was two and a half hours long, <laughs> and I knew you were tired because you just got back from coaching, and then you were in the thread. Um, you, guys are you were in the, you were in the the fantasy thread talking about stuff. That's when I told you to go to bed. <laughs> okay. But I yeah. still, I still, yes. Oh, so, okay. just so you're okay, aware, I realize that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Dave, before we start, Scott, did you guys win your game? No. Too soon? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your, your when... instant not answer? <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, we could. When I didn't ask him, that, that was your sign. When I didn't ask him, that was your sign. <laughs> okay. We played fine starting <laughs> in the second, in the third quarter. The first two quarters. 
we came out like super panicky and um to be that honest like they ha- so they have a kid who's going to Michigan he's a four star he's he caught one pass against us they didn't need him but they wow. but they they were bigger not bigger than us but they're just they had dudes in certain places on the field and we just played poorly in the first half we played super you, passive and panicky did, you comp- did they compete did your team compete and no not in the first half we just kind of i mean we tried but okay. like you know so you go to the line of scrimmage and our left tackle standing up kind of pointing out six or seven different players and and i'm like there's a guy in your gap that's what you need to be worried about not everybody else so it's when- just <laughs> like we were you know panicky about things and then they did high school ball i miss high school yeah and kudos to them they played they played a really good game they hit they have dudes Mm. um they brought stuff that i didn't see coming that we had a hard time picking up um you know i would say in short they just uh, they just outplayed us in every way uh and out physicaled us and all that all that stuff so it was a rough start and a, a disappointing start, but we responded better in the second half and our offense good. played good. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, we got, I, you know, I would just say we kind of got our ass kicked in the first game. All right. I'll, I'll wait till week four to ask you if you're in the hot seat. <laughs> oh, there's no hot seat. <laughs> there is no seat. <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> um, no, we're good. Okay. So, um, Scott, or Scott, I don't know if you know this, but I actually have full control over the entire production, including our names. So I see my name. Truculence. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to Google that because maybe I'm, maybe I'm used. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe we should make sure it's not like accidentally sort of like racial slur against Greek people or something before we yeah, just be throw it around. This is the problem. Like when you speak above your te- your intelligence level and you don't know what the words mean that you're saying, that that's a problem. No, you use it. You use it absolutely, absolutely correctly. It's eager, I got, I got eager or quick to argue or fight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was, Scott, um, spot on. So you're good. Okay. You're good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So we're gonna get the Eastern divisions. We're gonna do the AFC East first. So we're sure to have Cleve when it comes time to talk about the Jets. Let me go and pull up my uh wonderful document here and remember if you make fun of the document you got to fight cleave all right where are we there we go Uh oh man that has to be the patriots yeah his hate for them is it's it's legendary what is the deal with them cutting all their quarterbacks today like what are you doing Belichick is blowing it up. Yeah, Khalid, did you see that? They, they cut Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I, I and, heard. I heard. I heard someone Tony talking about too. that. I didn't know if it was true. Yeah, they cut them both. So now it's Mac yeah. Jones or bust. They have to be That's, bringing in somebody. It's going to yeah, be they, like yeah, Case Daniel yeah. or you yeah, know. They, yeah, they got somebody up. I mean, Colt McCoy got cut. So <laughs> maybe That's Tom, the guy. Tom Brady's available. <laughs> he is. Yeah, um, I was actually shocked when they cut when they cut Bailey Zappi, but hey, life comes. He's gonna get fast, picked so. up. He's gonna get picked up. He probably yeah, I mean, the, the Memphis Showboats do need a quarterback. He's no, he's, he he's going he could be uh, he could be the 49ers quarterback right now, and 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 be Brock Purdy, and nobody would know. Yep, exactly. Same kind of guy. <laughs> so, anyways, yes, the cheaters here would be the New England Patriots. Confirmed, confirmed cheaters at least twice. Is that a grilled um, cheese sandwich? What's the story with that? 
I don't know. I just did a Google image search and try to find things that aren't copywritten. No, like this one. Is she at a wedding cheating on her diet with eating chicken and and Greek potatoes? (laughs) Man, that's a reach, but true story. Okay, yeah. that must be an inside joke. Yeah, Kaliva, at, at, at my wedding reception in Michigan, the Greek potatoes were so good that Scott broke his diet to eat a whole plate of them. Wow. I've done that. Yeah. I love wedding food. I love wedding food. Yeah. It, um, it was a great decision because it was fantastic. <laughs> Whatever right, the so, fallout. So in 2022, the Patriots go 8-9, and nine, finish third of the AFC East. This year, the win total is 7.5. Kaliva said they're going to win eight games. Well, not, now that's changed because Zappy's gone. <laughs> Oh, they got they got rid of the backup quarterback. They're down to three wins. Um, so Mac Jones, season. maybe maybe he's well, resurrected Jones, himself. He's there he's a little trash. bit. He's trash. Mac yeah, Jones is I know, trash. Like, okay, he's so trash. Weird offense. Um, so they hired Bill O'Brien from Alabama to be their offensive coordinator, which is good. That means they actually have one this year. If you remember, last offensive coordinator was Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, um, two of the absolute worst head coaches in NFL history. They are rolling with Mac Jones again. They waved Bailey Zappi. That's like this- me advising people how to grow their hair. Like, <laughs> what are you, really? <laughs> Sorry. Well, you'll you'll be, uh, you'll be have a full head of hair again. You'll be Pierce Brosnan before uh, Might as well take Joe Judge is a good football coach. Um, to me, this could be a surprise team to capitulate for Caleb, for Caleb Williams. I can see if the wheels fall off early. They're just like, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Putting all the young guys here we have. We're gonna lose a bunch of games. We're gonna get the um uh we're gonna get some folks in here. Paul saying that the Judge Patricia thing is the weirdest thing in NFL coaching history, right? Probably not, but it I mean it's gotta be in the conversation. <clears throat> they had two defensive coordinators being the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's that's up there. Some weird um, shit. Also, Robert Kraft didn't want to hire an actual architect to like work on the building on the facility. So Matt Patricia was moonlighting as the architect for the actual facility while also being the offensive coordinator, according to reports. He's a, he's like a mathematical genius or some shit, right? No. Well, he has a degree. He's a complete dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> that must be some lion's like, like regret. Uh, he, he is the, he's just a fraud. So, yeah, I mean, he might have went to, you know, wherever he went and is a rocket scientist kind of a thing. But that doesn't mean he should be calling plays. Period. No, no. Genius it, it really means common sense. It just means he might be good at designing rockets, which doesn't That's really it. apply to football. So, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, they signed they signed Zeke Elliott for full collapse of the empire vibes. And if you think I'm kidding, they also signed Juju Smith-Schuster. The Visigoths are at the gates. Wow. They really go shopping in the bargain bin, bro. They they're bargain <laughs> bargain bin guys. That's what yeah, I'm and, they, and then they like you re-signed Devonte Parker, who has just been kind of like a jag. Like yes, and he's thirty. Um, it's weird. Uh, you have Hunter Henry. You have they signed uh, Mike Gasicki. Yep. They have another wide receiver. Uh, Tyquan Thornton is a little dude, but I think he's been banged up. He's also not that little. He's six well, foot. But no, he, he just sucks. He he just sucks is the word out of camp. Fast. But he like fast. Ramondre Stevenson should really run. He should he should get quite a lot of work. I think Zeke's gonna steal some touchdowns from him. 
But you know, Stevenson should should really. He the problem is that Zeke's not this. Sorry, Cleve, this is a fantasy thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Zeke's not just going to steal touchdowns; he's going to steal steal catches because yeah. the one thing Zeke does well is pass block. Oh yeah, so it's going to be the in the game on obvious passing downs and taking Stevenson off. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But if I mean, if Stevenson gets eighty percent of the carries and say you know 40, 40 45 50 percent of the of the receptions you're talking about a a guy with a lot of volume yes you know yeah that's that's very true um okay looking at their draft class here now originally i didn't think we we're going to have scott for the afc east but for the nfc east so scott we have round one here pick 17 christian gonzalez cornerback out of oregon now you apologize to me which I don't really see, but is there an apology you want to make to Mr. Gonzalez for something you said last week? No. Okay. Not at all. Cleve, last week Scott said that Christian Gonzalez will be out of the league in three to four years because he's soft. That is not what I said. I said he would be the greatest flag football player in the history of flag football. <laughs> that's what I said. Oh, okay. So it was worse. Yeah, it that's might brutal. have been worse. Yes. That's if brutal. you watch him against Georgia, Cleve. He, mm. he is responsible for giving up three touchdowns just because he doesn't give a shit. And he <laughs> and he just doesn't care to even bother, like, tackling somebody. Like, wow. he is the end man on the line of scrimmage two times in this game. And they run at him, and he literally touches nobody. And they just – Stetson Bennett just kind of walked into the end zone because Gonzalez just didn't give a shit. And it's like you can't – you know – I don't know how he's 22 or 21, whatever it is. I don't know how you're going to make him more competitive. Mm. Like that's the problem. He's he's he moves as incredibly well as anybody in the NFL does. He is a rare athlete. He is just not competitive at all, at all. So soft was a euphemism. (laughs) Um. But that's yeah. So that's what Truculent Scott actually had to say about Christian Gonzalez <laughs> last week. Um, and then as I look at the rest of this draft, I don't see a lot of help here. Um, Keon White had some first round buzz out of Georgia Tech. After that, yeah. I, I know City Sal was a decent guard from Eastern Michigan. Um, he'll probably be okay. Keishon Booty. Uh, Mafi is a good guard. Mafi's a good interior lineman. Yeah, he is. Um, Booty was like supposed to be the next great one at LSU two years ago. He was supposed to be. Yep. And it almost looked like he just, he lost his mind in the draft process. Yep. And just, yeah, I'm not going to prepare. I run what I run, whatever. (laughs) What'd you say, Cleve? These names are ridiculous. CD Sal sounds like an animal form character. CD Sal. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio Mafi, Keishon Booty. Yeah. Yeah. These names almost sound real. Uh, also, Amir Speed, a defensive back out of Michigan State. I That's cannot believe name. he got drafted. That guy sucks. Amir and Speed. That's I know we dope. have some Sparties that watch this. I dare any Michigan State fan to try to come in here and say that they are so upset that Amir Speed is off the team. It is not going to happen. That dude was horrible. And I cannot believe he got drafted. Um, and... Yeah, then Isaiah Bolden, Jackson State. I just don't really see how this team got that much better. I mean, they took a kicker and a punter in here. Yeah, they sh- they shop on the cheap, bro. We, this is not this is not news to, to, for this team. 
This yeah, is, but these plays are all. They, this, is, this is what they do. Bad, but they're mostly but, bad. Another man's trash is another man's treasure, bro. Okay, well, we'll talk. We'll, you know, we'll talk about the commander soon. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So that's the Patriots. I think the wheels could fall off this team, especially because I think they are way behind the rest of this division. Like they oh, could yeah. be looking at zero and six, one and five in in the division, and just having it um fall off. Paul says, I think that everything Scott used to complain about with Patricia's draft philosophy, he learned from Belichick. <laughs> I think it's an astute point. Because <laughs> Bill Belichick sucks at drafting. Ex- he unless he's drafting six-round quarterbacks. He, he's their he GM, too, right? I and mean, everybody's giving them a pass because they win, but their drafts have never been good. He, he's the GM, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I remember during the draft during the COVID, they cut to his war room in his kitchen, and it was just the dog sitting at his at his computer. That's awesome. Uh, it's the most likable thing he's ever done. Leave the room so we can look at the dog. All right, so that is uh, the Patriots. Now we have the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Bills, all of whom I think could win the division and could come in third. But, Cleve, what team do you think I have as my official prediction for third place? The judo falling to us. Oh wow. boy! Yeah, you you, you want to anger me tonight, right? Is this, is so this what this is? The logo here. I have a picture of Aaron Rodgers at his press conference. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least you could have got sober, Joe. That's not sober, Joe. Uh, believe it or not, that actually is. This is the conference where he talks about how he'd be dead if he didn't quit drinking. So wow. <laughs> that is. Um, uh, yeah, but also I don't know why you're calling him Joe. That's Aaron Rodgers. Um, you could tell he's got the jersey on. Shout out to Jake. Um, so last year they go 7-10, fourth in the AFC East. 7-10 is not a terrible record. It's not good. It's not good enough, but it's not atrocious, Right. So the question is, have they done enough to improve from slightly below average to truly being a Super Bowl contender? So the Vegas win total is nine and a half. Cleve has them winning 10 games. So Cleve, you actually think that they're right in line with Vegas and they'll go to about 10 and seven this year. Yep. Okay. So they traded for quarterback Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. You may have seen some coverage about this on ESPN. Um, Okay. They signed defensive tackle Quinn Williams to a massive contract extension. I forgot to look up the details, but it was many years for many dollars. They signed running back Dalvin Cook. When will Brees Hall be back and be 100%? I think is one of the lingering questions. But Cleve, my question to you as a Jets fan, obviously Aaron Rodgers is a huge improvement over Zach Wilson and White Mike. But is he that much of an improvement does he get this team that much closer to Josh Allen and the Bills? I think so because we haven't had a massive um, quarterback upgrade in quite some time. We missed on the last two drafts uh, with Dar- Darnold and um, Zachy. So um, I think so. I think this is I think this is what this team needs a veteran presence. We always used to go for some old guy. Uh, this is an old guy, but I think. Um, separating him from his weird stuff that he does. This is a massive upgrade for, for that team. Um, Cause last year we wouldn't, we weren't world beaters, but we, we could have fared better having a better quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, agreed. And the team's better with Aaron Rodgers. 
However, if Aaron Rodgers falls off by even 10%, right, which would still be like an all-pro level, but not a Hall of Fame level, the jump could not be as great as the Jets need. Now, again, the Jets could also win this division. I think all three of these teams are pretty jumbled up, pretty close together, all have strengths and weaknesses. Somebody's got to finish third, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not trying to say that I think this is a bad team. I just I'm not convinced that Aaron Rodgers is still so good that he takes a roster that is not as good as the Dolphins or is able to outplay a quarterback that he is not better than, which would be Josh Allen. Is the equalizer there the Jets defense? Maybe. Yeah. The Jets defense is great. Yeah. I mean, mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. The couple things, defensive performance year to year is not sticky. I do expect them to be great again because it's based mostly on Quinn Williams and Sauce Gardner, who are both very young. So I do. Yeah, there's a lot of volatility. You're right. There is. Yeah, but year to year, remember a few years ago when the Commanders had like the best defense and defensive line, and Chase Young was defensive rookie of the year or whatever, and they were terrible. Mm, I mean, yeah, I mean it. It happens with defenses. It's just not as sticky as offense. But I still expect them to be good. But is their defense as talented as Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? And their quarterback is good as Josh Allen. What I'm saying is I think the Jets have moved firmly into the conversation with Miami and Buffalo. I don't see them as having just moved beyond those teams clearly. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's fair. I, I think because it would be almost impossible to do that. It makes sense, but of of discounting Josh Allen, he's better than Tua. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, obviously, the whole of his, I think Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. So even though I think he's insane, I like to make fun of him on the field. I think he's one of the best, I mean, ever. you know, top five, definitely yep. GOAT level status for this guy. But we are very unlikely to get anything close to vintage from him. He can't run like he used to. He's going to talk about that on hard knocks, right? He's choked in the playoffs for years now you know he has not come up huge in the playoffs a lot they lost at home to jimmy g like three years in a row in the playoffs i mean it could have been the system he was playing and it could, it could have been the, the play calling it, it could have been i mean it, don't see i don't i love historical data but then when when someone goes to a new opportunity if you get a new job you're not expected i'm not expecting you to do your old habits until they show up I'm, I'm expecting, hey, Dave, this is your first day. Let's see how you do here, right? Two months into it, I'm like, hey, man, you are you don't show up on time. What the fuck's going on with you? Yes. Or whatever. So I think in a new place, in a system that that he's going to have a lot of say because he's he's a quarterback. He's got enough equity in, in the league where he, he could say to, to the coaches, hey, I don't, I don't like that look. I want to go with something else. He's not going to be a, a zappy or a purdy getting told what to do. More or less, yeah. he's gonna he's, he'll be able to call his plate. So I, I think that's all true. And I think the bull case is easy to make for the Jets. Great defense, great young wide receiver, really good young running back. Offensive line's kind of questionable. Add yeah. in top five all-time quarterback, see what happens. I think the upside case is easy to see. 
And I think it obscures people's view of the downside case, which is that this team could get way better, but because of the division they're in and the conference they're in, win three more games than last year, go 10 and seven and go the wild card and lose to Kansas city. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. So that's, that's why I sort of predict them to finish in third, not because I think they're clearly the third team in the division. Um, I don't think there's anything clear amongst these three teams, but because I just wanted to make the case that the downside case here really does need to be seen. And I still have a week left. I may predict them to miss the playoffs completely. Mm. I still have, a, I saw next week we do the season long predictions, but there's a chance I think we'll miss the playoffs. Mm. Khalif, final word well, on your Jets. J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's all I got to say, bro. We'll see. Scott. I, I hope for Cleve's sake that they go nuts and they win the Super Bowl and, and it's a oh, great year for him. They win I the really Super Bowl. Oh, man, I'm getting a Jets tattoo on my neck. <laughs> I'm glad you said neck. If they win the <laughs> if they win the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl preview show is the last episode of the show ever. I ain't showing up to that. <laughs> You're gonna be fine too, buddy. <laughs> You're gonna be docked. You're gonna be docked. <laughs> Your agent will be called. He better show. He better show. <laughs> 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 no, I'd 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 be here. I'd be here. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to make sort of a case, the downside case there for the Jets. Now for their draft class, they only had four uh seven picks here. They had Will McDonald the fourth, who I thought was overdrafted, but according to Hard Knocks, he looks pretty good. Uh Joe Titman, I don't know anything about him, but he's offensive lineman from Wisconsin, so he can't be that bad. Um, so the, is he up, real quick, the thing with McDonald. Um, at Iowa State, they forced him to play like inside as a three or a four eye. And if you look at that dude, he's skinny. that is not his build at all. You know no. what I mean? Like, he's not an interior defensive player. He looks like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Wow. And they for- <laughs> they kicked him inside where he was just going to get swallowed up. Yeah. Is and he now strong? that he's three coming off the edge, he's going to look like a rock star. Yeah, I mean he, he's like he's like six three two fifteen, like Trump. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. So I thought McDonald was a bit overdrafted, but Scott's right. And the what we've seen on Hard Knocks shows, they probably got themselves a player here. Um, Izzy Abanacanda picked up a knee injury in the preseason, so we'll see what's going on with him. They don't need him right away, of course, because they have um, uh, Reese Hall coming from injuring the shambling corpse of Delvin Cook. Um, and then Zach Coots, the tight end from Old Dominion, is one of the best athletes to ever test at the combine. Yeah. Don't know if he can play ball or not. He's a Penn State transfer, but just absolutely disgusting athlete. So he's a workout warrior. He shows up yes. to crush everything. Yes. He's one, he's one of those fucking guys. Yeah, he's a first-round pick of the gym for sure. Yeah. <laughs> first guy off the bus. Yep. Um, all right, so who do I have winning the division, or who do I finish in second here, Cleve? The Dolphins or the Bills? Who's in second? The tuna fishes. Yep. It is the. Uh, oh, that's. Man. That's yeah. brutal. So I have the Dolphins finishing in second here. Before we get into anything else, the picture here, the logo shows it all. It's Tua on the ground surrounded by his teammates after yet another concussion. Obviously, a, if Tua takes another concussion and has to retire, the Dolphins aren't finishing in second. No. So. <laughs> This presumes health for everybody because injuries are really random. However, if Aaron Rodgers gets concussed, he might miss four or five games. If Tua gets concussed, he may never play again. 
So there is that higher level outcome there for him. So this entire discussion presumes health. Obviously, we all acknowledge if Tua gets knocked out yeah. in week two, right, all bets are off. Yeah, the I mean, the odds of him getting one, and obviously I'm not wishing, you know, I know we have fun poking fun at the, everyone in the NFL. I, I wouldn't want to see a guy hurt like that or, well, of or course you know, his career ended. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson, but not, not but, Tua. Yeah, but given given the amount of games that they're gonna play, it's it's a high it's a high probability. Yeah, very high probability. So I, yeah, I wish the young man. It's a car mess. crash sport. It's a you know. Yeah, I mean you can't avoid what's gonna happen. I mean they, you, if he gets a major one like we like on TV again, then he's definitely gonna be done. Do yeah. you want to know why I took this team to finish second to the Bills? Yeah, I'm curious. I actually think Miami is better than Buffalo. I think the concussion protocol is going to get them a couple times. I think he's going to take mm. a couple hits and be fine, but he's going to go right in the protocol because of the history and be yeah. and be out for the rest of the game. And it's going to cost them maybe a game. And I think these teams are so closely jumbled together that yeah. I have the Bills eking it out. But I think top to bottom, the Dolphins are actually the best team in the division. Um, so last year they go nine and eight, second to AFC East. They lost in the wild card round to Buffalo without two. And if I remember, they played Skylar Thompson in that game. Yes, Cleve, that's a real player. Um, I remember. <laughs> and they almost won. I mean, they played really well. Now, this year, their win total is nine and a half. Cleve, you said eight. So you are underweight on the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Is it all Tua injury risk, or do you think they're not actually that good? I think I think Tua, Tua being the driving um, cog in that engine, I, I think it's their season is relative on his health. Like, because who, who's your backup? Oh, hey, Mike, hey Mike, at, no, don't Mike, tell Mike. Yeah, I have right here, Cleve. Yeah, who's the backup for Tua? Mike White. Uh, Mike I'm sorry, Mike. who? White Mike. Mike. Thank you. White That's right. Mike. Whatever. If they had this time, White Mike. Um, yeah. To be, I just to be the backup. yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, to answer your question, yes, it's tr- for me. Their whole season is predicated on on Tua staying healthy and being. Cleve, and I, being I, I come back at the DeLorean. I pull up outside of your place. Cars on fire. I jump out. I, the only thing I say is Tua was healthy the entire year. How many games did the Dolphins win? I would say 10. Okay. Yeah. I'll take the yeah. over. See, me too. And that's why I really did almost pick them to win this division. I really do think they're the best team. Like, if Tua did not have this sort of Damocles hanging over his head, I would 100% have taken them to win this division. I... I think this team is loaded top to bottom, Scott. Yeah, they are you a think very personnel? good team. They have a great coach. They're yeah. Uh, there's just so much going for them. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you do in coverage. You've got Hill. You've got Waddle. Uh, you know, like, I mean, what do you do? How do you stop it? And the system is like an unstoppable running machine, like in San Francisco. Yeah, like you can't just drop three high safeties. No, because they will just and even though the running backs are nondescript, Jeff Wilson Jr., Raheem Mostert, Devin A. Chain, like the way that system is set up. Oh, it's that wide that line. They're going to get yards. They're so explosive when they do make plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the defensively defense is good. They also added Jalen Ramsey. Um, He got hurt in camp, though, so he's out till about November ish, somewhere around there. But if they make the playoffs, they're going to have Jalen Ramsey for the final push too, Cleve. That guy just keeps popping up everywhere. <laughs> it's like whack-a-mole. It's just popping yeah. up. But he made the AFC title game with Jacksonville. 
yeah. won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Right? Like he he shows when he really shows up, players are good. Good agent. Yeah. <laughs> Puts him in a good spot. Yeah. Um now my, my next question here is will this team trade for Jonathan Taylor? I think if the Dolphins trade for Jonathan Taylor, this was the rare instances where I think just for this season that is adding a running back to a room that could actually really make a huge, huge difference. Isn't he on IR right now? No, he's on pump. So he's out for the first four weeks. Oh, but even if they trade him, he's out for the first four weeks. Yes. So a trade is, I would say, almost unlikely at this point. Yeah. Damaged goods. Well, well so, I mean, whether no, 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 I, I shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't say that because the, the pup, the pup is not necessarily physical, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it yeah, could be, they could be playing the games with that. The first, but, the first P is physical. It's physically unable to perform. Right. Okay. But um, there are people on PUP who yeah, come like, off PUP very quickly. Exactly. They change destinations. Yeah. Um, but in this scenario, because Indy did not take him off of the PUP list, he stays on the PUP list. And even if they were to trade him to Miami tonight, he would miss the first four games. Right, but he's not going to get traded to Miami tonight. He's going to get traded no. to Miami before he comes off a pup. Right, but Miami can see what they have. They see what they're doing. They see how things are going. They might realize, oh, it is worth to pay this price yes. that Indy is asking for. So I actually think it does increase it because he can't get hurt in the meantime. He can't get hurt, but, I mean, if you're looking at it like a one-year deal, you've uh, 25% yeah, you, of the season's over. The season's gone, yeah. Like, what kind of deal is that? we got to cut the money down, too. Yeah, but he's just – he's only coming in – to save the day at the end of the year, right? If the Dolphins are thinking like, we're not going to pick up two as fifth year because his brains are almost scrambled eggs. And Tyreek Hill is 29. And his big thing is his speed, which will go immediately once it goes. Like once Tyreek yeah. Hill loses a step, right? He's a fifth string wide receiver. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. this is happening right now. Like we have to do this right now. In two years, Tua and Tyreek might not even be here. Yeah, so We got to go. Man. And we got to get better. Man. We have to beat Kansas City. In Cincinnati and Buffalo right now, give the first round pick, get Jonathan Taylor. We're going to bring him for the second half of the year, and here we go. I can see them doing that. Good argument for it, man. Good argument. Yeah. Um, their draft class here very small, <laughs> um, because of the trades for uh Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey, uh Cam Smith, cornerback, South Carolina. You don't know much about him. Third round, Devin A. Chain, running back, Texas A and M, track star, but he's 188 pounds. Yep, very good runner, but that's that's light to be really productive in the NFL. Yeah. Um, by, comparison Cleve, by comparison, Cleve, uh, Christian McCaffrey is 205. Yeah, I mean, if you're saying 187 or 185, that's work done. Yeah, that's getting down there. Um, Elijah Higgins, tight end from Stanford, didn't do much in college, and most Stanford tight ends actually do. And then Ryan Hayes, offensive tackle from Michigan, who is still growing into his body and developing, and I think will be a decent player three or four years from now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so in there you have a, you have a developmental corner, uh, Cam Smith from South Carolina, good player, uh, just not in the upper tier of the corners in this class, but still a good prospect. Um, a Kane is speed, and and Hayes is just developmental long term upside if he gets there. Yep. Okay, so that means that the team that I have winning the AFC East. Oh, God. Man, this was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before you guys jumped on, uh, 
Alex asked me what the dumbest question I've ever gotten as a hotel concierge is. Um, and I said, oh, nothing that bad. Nothing like QAnon. And then I was like, well, what's the worst QAnon thing about the NFL? And here it is. Yeah. People sincerely thought this for like two weeks. This argument was everywhere. The logo here for the audio listeners. Remember, it is a YouTube live stream. Link in the show notes. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, Demar Hamlin, body double clone or just him? Um, just him. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Um, but the reason I chose this as the logo is not just to make fun of the QAnon morons or whoever was pushing this nonsense. But Demar Hamlin is back, full contact practice, and is going to play, which is unbelievable. We are definitely living in the future. That one, he's not dead, and two, he is playing NFL football like. Uh, eight months after that injury, it is amazing. I, w- I wonder what his insurance, uh, insurance, what do you call premium, whatever they call it, your uh, life insurance looks like. I can't even imagine. Yeah, a few million dollars. Yeah, that'd be ugly. Yeah, but like just an incredible. I don't think he's in any danger, honestly. It's such a freak occurrence. Yeah, yeah, like, like he had to get hit the exact you, right way at like the one, one million second of his heart cycle. Yes. With like the exact right amount of force. That's why it never happens. Yes. People get bit by sharks twice. People get struck by lightning twice. Not saying that that could happen to him twice. But yeah, but getting, freak but getting struck happening. by lightning is one in 600,000. So they haven't happened twice in 600,000. I'm 600,000. What's that? 3.6 billion, one in 36 billion? Like it's not that crazy. And it's probably a better likelihood than that. How many tackles have ever happened to the NFL? And we've never seen that. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it, it's as freaky an occurrence as it can get. Yeah, um, Alex, if you're still in the chat, let me know six hundred thousand times six hundred thousand. Um, got it. Got to ask. Got to ask the gamblers. They got it. Um, so that's here. This team goes thirteen and three, first in the AFC East. They lost in the divisional round to the Bengals at home. Um, that loss, I feel like this team never recovered from the Demar Hamlin situation. And the Josh Allen injury to his elbow. I don't think he was ever fully right either. I think those two things combined for this team to really underachieve down the stretch, Cleve. I think so, too. That was the game when he was running with the ball still. Uh, when he hurt his elbow. A couple weeks after. No, no, no. He hurt the elbow before Early. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Before, wow. Before Thanksgiving? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's questions about if he was going to play against the Lions on Thanksgiving. I, then he I remember. Yeah, I remember now. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think that that's sort of what what got them here more than anything. Unfortunately, oh, the Vegas win total ten and a half. Cleve, you said fourteen, so you're in on Buffalo. Mm-hmm. To you, to you, there's no doubt Buffalo is the best team in this division and should win it. Correct. Quarterback. Oh. Quarterback. Um, quarterback personnel because he's Josh has been playing with um Diggs and, and Davis longer than Rogers been playing with uh his receivers, yeah, except um, for Randall Cobb <laughs> and, and Alan Lazard. Oh, <laughs> and have they signed Mercedes Lewis yet? I don't know. Um, but to me, this team did not do much of anything to get better. Before we get into it, Scott, what do you think of that statement? The Bills did not do much to get better this offseason. I mean, I'd have to consider what they did, and I um, nothing splashy. Uh, right. You brought in Damian Harris. Um, I right. do think that the addition of Dalton Kincaid is a very big deal for their offense. 
I don't know if we want to get there before. Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm about to get there. So, Cleve, here's my question for you. Who are the three primary running backs on the Bills? These are all three names that, like, these are, like, real people. But who are they? Mike Coxlam. Of course. <laughs> um, Debbie Downer. Yep, for sure. And Truculent Scott. And Truculent Scott. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so it's so it's James Cook, Dalvin Cook's younger brother. Okay. Um, Damian Harris, who they signed from the Patriots, and Latavius Murray. Wow. Still around. Yep. Wow. Wow. I use this thing called is he still in the league? Is yes. he still in the league? Wow. Yes. Um, okay, Cleve, beyond Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, name their wide receivers. You got me there, bro. That's it's only two I know. <laughs> so we got uh who do we got? We got Khalil Shakir, second round or fifth round player last year. We got Deontay Hardy. Um Scott, who else am I missing in the wide receiver room? Nobody. Isaiah Nobody. McKenzie's gone. Cole Beasley is gone. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of there's a void. Right. And then they got Dawson Knox and Delton Kincaid, who they drafted. So to me, Josh Allen is the best QB in this division by a wide margin. Like right now, obviously Aaron Rodgers for his entire career is the best. But for right now, Josh Allen. But this roster is no longer clearly the best. You could easily argue that the Jets and or Dolphins are stronger top to bottom once you get past quarterback. Yeah. That the other two have stronger rosters. I, I went with Buffalo, but that could be playing scared. I do kind of think Miami's better. I'm with you. I think Miami is too. It's just that it's that wild card of Tua. You yeah. just, I mean, I think you've laid it out perfectly, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, so then we'll get to the, the draft class here. So first round, 25th overall, <coughs> excuse me, the, the uh, Bills took Dalton Kincaid tight end out of Stanford. So Cleve, it was very clear that the Bills wanted to add a wide receiver, right? Because like we couldn't name any other ones, but the wide receivers went pick 20, 21, 22, and 23. Wow. And they're picking 25th. So they took Dalton Kincaid. Now, Scott's about to give the bull case. I'm going to start with the bear case for this so Scott can respond to me because we're on opposite sides of this. So first, well, I think Dalton Kincaid is fine. I think he's going to get some catches. I do not think he is useful to their offense because slot tight ends, if you play with the slot tight end, you're still in 12 personnel when they're on the field. Because he's still a tight end and not a wide receiver. You don't ask him to do all the things wide receivers can do. Teams do not pass out of 12 12 personnel a lot. They don't do it because it's not efficient or effective. For me, for Dalton Kincaid to really have an impact on this team is just as the team's tight end. In which case, he's displacing Dawson Knox, who is a good serviceable player. He's not displacing Deontay Harty, Khalil Shakir, and John Coxlam, which is who he needs to be replacing. And so if we replace Dawson Knox with a slightly better tight end, I don't think that really does as much for this team as getting an actual wide receiver three would do. Scott, go ahead. So first he went to Utah, not Stanford. Um, Oh, that's true. Thank you. Yeah. His name is Dalton. He's a huge white guy named Dalton. I assumed it was Stanford. (laughs) I understand. I get it. I do. I I think that it's more the idea of keeping Knox and Kincaid on the field together and not, not one replacing the production of the other. 
and him being a much better receiving option than any slot receiver they have or have had. Just that's it. Just it it opens up parts of their offense just because he's he's just so much more effective a route runner as anybody's they've had that, that they've had really. Follow up question. They're trying to replicate what what Kelsey does for Mahomes. Yeah, but That's Travis Kelsey plays tight end, not slot receiver. He I plays tight end. I'm not saying they're going to play him as a slot receiver. They're going to move him all over the place. They're not going to bury him next to the next to an offensive tackle and force him to play as an inline blocker, though. That I think we should understand. They will not do. I so, think Dalton Kincaid is going to make some plays for this team and is and is a good football player. What I don't think can happen is that he has a sort of production or impact on the team that an actual number three wide receiver would have, right? He won't do for them what Quentin Johnston could do for the Chargers or what Tyler Boyd does for the Bengals. No, no. But I don't think we should expect that. But I think that's what they need. Like, I think think they went out to find that and they didn't get it. So I think they failed in their mission is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, possibly. Not that Dalton Kincaid sucks. He doesn't. Right, I mean, that may be something they have to address. Yeah, going he's also like twenty five, so he might be as good as he's going to get. Yeah. Um. But my follow up question, Scott, for like tight ends playing in the slot, who's a better athlete, Dalton Kincaid or Mike Gesicki? Gesicki. Yeah, it's not even close. The follow up yeah. question. The follow up question on a scale of one to ten, how much does Mike Gesicki suck at football? It depends on what you're asking him to do. He's terrible. Um. <laughs> Which is why he's like the backup tight end to Hunter Henry on the Patriots now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the, the idea of a big slot, like a tight end athletic big slot, sounds nice. Very hard to pull off for all sorts of reasons. You're better off getting a giant wide receiver like Chase Claypool yeah. to try to do that than an actual tight end. See, I think it's, that's exactly what Ken Kid is, though. I don't think he's got, I don't think he's your prototype 260 pound tight end. He plays in the 240s. He's fast. He runs really good routes. Um, Are you I mean, saying he's a, classified as a wide receiver? Yeah. That's yes. your argument? Yeah. If 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 that were the case, if you're classified as a wide receiver, I would just say he's an unathletic wide receiver yeah. relative to the other wide receivers. Of he's course. an incredibly yeah. athletic tight end, but you put him up next to Zay Flowers and it's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I just like They're middling it. They didn't – they don't want to replace the tight be. end. Because Dawson Knox is good, but they need something else. But it's but you can't play two tight ends. Like nobody plays two tight ends, like to pass out of. It's terrible to pass out of. So that's my issue here with with the Bills and why I took them to win because of Josh Allen and because of some concern for Tua. But if I'm just having to pick, like week one, they're playing each other, neutral site. Who wins? I take the Dolphins. I would too. Um. Rest of their class here, Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. Um, he was a, like a five-star recruit. Don't know what happened yeah. to him, but I guess second round for a guard is fine. Um, good player. Yeah, Dorian Williams, Justin Shorter, wide receiver from Florida. He's a Penn State transfer. He never did much. Um, and I don't know the last two guys there. So, you know, I don't Broker think this- played all over the line of scrimmage at Ole Miss. He was fine. Uh, he'll be a swing tackle at the in the NFL. Yeah. So – I don't think the Bills actually got better this offseason. And I think the Jets obviously got demonstrably better because they went from White Mike to Aaron Rodgers. Um, and the Dolphins, like, 
are the Dolphins, and they just need Tua to like to stay healthy, right? To see what their ceiling actually is. This is a really good division. Any one of those top three teams could win it. They could finish in any order, one, two, and three. Really, it's the Patriots think that are screwed here, Cleve. Yep. 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 All right. That's the AFC. That's the AFC East. Uh, Cleve, are you sticking around for the NFC East here? I'm gonna go through the first part of it, then I gotta scram. Okay, that's good because um I think I think our chat might not be too happy with what's about to happen here. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Let's buck this one out. Oh wait, sorry, I'm going I'm going the wrong way because I I did NFC first, but I want to start with AFC so we get cleave with the with the with the Jets here. The fourth place team. <laughs> is that that 80 yard break jailbreak and he just couldn't get his feet under him? It yep. is. That will live in infamy. There has to be a yeah. poster somewhere in his locker. <laughs> oh. This is very <laughs> tough, but I already know Alex is just furiously typing into the chat. Cannot believe <laughs> I have the Giants finishing last in this division, but I promise I'm not just... Look, we actually just lost the viewer. It was Alex. He just left. <laughs> is, he did was, he leave? He literally was like, fuck the shit, I'm out of here. He's right there. He's put oh. file out. He's right there. No. He's front and center. Oh. Yeah, I... um. I'm not trolling either. I do think the Giants will finish fourth in this division. Um, and the, the a strong argument why will reveal itself with the next team. So last year they go nine seven and one, third in the NFC East, lost in divisional round to the Eagles, which means they beat the Vikings in the wild card round in Minnesota. So it's very good. Cleve does not agree with me. Cleve, um, Cleve says uh, the Vegas says seven and a half wins for the Giants. Cleve says eleven. So Cleve, you are in on the Giants this year. Yeah, a little bit. And that's a car length he has on those guys. <laughs> so and he's already falling. Length. How far ahead was he before he started falling? <laughs> exactly. Um, reason being is that they um, adding Waller from, from the Raiders. Yep. Um, the, Saquon, you know, Saquon's been healthy. So it, it'll help Danny Dimes a little bit. Um, I think they're coaching or the coach. I don't know how the other coaches are, are working, but their coach is a good coach for this team. Like there's personalities on that team. Like they're, they're out there trying to win games. I agree with all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. I think Brian Dayball is a great, is a great coach. Um, so first they refused to sign Saquon Barkley to a long-term deal, despite one, him being the engine of the offense, uh, and two, them knowing they would need to do this when they drafted him number two overall. Now, I have another note here that I know it was Dave Gettleman that drafted him number two overall, not the current people. But they took the job knowing the situation. They had no choice. You cannot take him number two overall, have him be a hit and a star, and then not pay him. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, Gettleman knew he was leaving, and he was just going to leave that, that hot turd in the toilet for them. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, but they're but they're the ones that sat on the ball. This metaphor is getting way out of control. The point, is, <laughs> the point is that they knew the smell when they walked into the room. So like they knew what what the situation was. So it's like it's crazy to me that they're not paying him now. Don't get me wrong; they shouldn't. No running back is worth it. But like that mistake was already made, right? They already made the mistake when they took him number two overall. Um, but that can't be good in the locker room because, like, everybody likes Saquon. He's clearly the best player. He's unhappy now, all that. He did sign a little extension, little thing. He's going to play. Uh, they traded for Darren Water, Darren Water, Darren Waller. He's immediately their best pass catching option. 
<laughs> which is a red flag to me. Wow. If your yeah. tight end is your best pass catcher and your tight end is not going to the Hall of Fame, that's a red flag. Oh, I mean, he's not Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or Tony Gonzalez. Or Tony Gonzalez. Right. Look at, how, look at how much of a red flag it's been for the Ravens for years. And Mark Andrews is undoubtedly fantastic. Yeah. And it's still been it's still been a problem. So I like Darren Waller. He is older now. He's 30. I think he turns 31 in season, maybe just after the season. Um, He may have like one strong year left in the tank. But it, it, he, it could start falling off right here too. Like it's time, right? Yeah. If all of a sudden he doesn't have it, nobody can be shocked. Um, this is a good team in a tough division. Somebody has to finish last, right? If the Giants were the NFC North, I'd probably predict them to win. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. If they were the NFC South, I would for sure predict them to win. Somebody has to finish last in this division. Um, Mike point or uh, Alex pointed out that he likes all three uh, coaches for the Giants. He likes Brian Dayball. He likes Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator. Wink's all right. Uh, the Mike Kafka, the offensive coordinator, who is a former Northwestern quarterback. He's a hot name in coaching circles. So he'll have a job somewhere pretty soon. Right, Scott? I would think so. Yeah. Maybe Northwestern. They have an opening. There's an opening. <laughs> um, Their draft class here, I think, was kind of all over the place. Deontay Banks, I'm on record saying he's the player I wanted the Lions to take at 18. Um, If they weren't not going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba again. Um. Corner out of Maryland, really fast, really physical, developmental in my mind. I don't think he's going to step in and really help them too much right away. Yeah. Um, but if he does, I mean, corners one of those where that can happen because it's so much based on athleticism. Second round pick, John Michael Schmidt, center out of Minnesota. Oluwolo with Timmy from Michigan was the best center in the Big Ten last year, but it was very close. And nobody yeah. like sits around and argues about center rankings. Yeah. But John Michael Schmidt's had a real argument. He did. He's a he's very good, good player. player, but he's also not to the level of a Creed Humphrey. He's not going to be amazing right away. No, he could be. He could be a pro bowler in the future, but this year he is not going to be to that level. He's, he's a 77 he man this year. Right. Just, wow. just get through it. It's right. Be a rough year. Right. In 2026 could be a 97. I'm at but not yet. Um, Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Cleveland, I'm going to tell you one thing about Jalen Hyatt. And you tell me where you think he should have been drafted. Are you ready? Yeah. He scored five touchdowns against Alabama. Wow. And he went in the third round? Yes. So what and does that tell you about the rest of his pass. profile? About his profile or the rest of this profile? The rest of his profile, right? Oh, he scores five touchdowns against Alabama, goes to the third round. It must be some questionable things <laughs> in his background check. I don't know. Scott, what are the questionable things about Jalen Hyatt? Um, well, the Tennessee offense forces the wide receivers to be questionable period. Um, <laughs> true, true. You know, it's, 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 it's a gimmicky bullshit offense. There's no way. It around. really is. I mean, it's like a half field offense where, you know, you're using the receivers on your right and the, and the two on the left just don't even bother to run, to get off the line and run routes. They just stand there. Yeah. Um, their option routes deep downfield. It's kind of manufactured for them to be wide open, vertical. Uh, so you see stuff like you saw against the Alabama where it just was working. Hennon Hooker was awesome. Um, 
what exactly what are what is the knock on on high? I mean, he, he ran. He's fast. He's, he's very fast. fast. Third rounder, bro. Seventy three. I just don't know that he's a change of direction, quick kind of a guy. I think he's a build up fast, and that's it. Receiver. Yeah, there's. Now, this was a concern about Christian Watson last year, but as soon as we saw Christian Watson on the field, we knew he had a bit more to him than that. I I don't see much difference between Jalen Hyatt and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Wow. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, Valdez-Scantling ran four, like 4-3-6. Four, he could fly. Yes. As a big guy. Tall, lanky, but he, yeah. he has one trick. And he's good at it, but it's the one thing that he does. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones also um, has a good deep ball. So they line up well together. The problem is the receiving core in general. Quick, Cleve, name the receivers on the Giants. I could not name one guy. So they have Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, Wandale Robinson, Jalen Hyatt. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard has no Achilles left. He can't play, can he? <laughs> or an ACL. Yeah. I don't he's, know. He's literally walk. the knight in Monty Python. Like, I don't think Sterling Shepard's playing anymore. Yeah. And then there's Darren Waller. I know one name in there. That was Slayton. That's it. Right. This wide receiver room is mid across the board, which makes them bad. I'd rather have one great wide receiver and the rest just all be trunculent Scots <laughs> than just made no across the board. <laughs> There's potential all over the place. Wondell Robinson is young. He's come off an ACL injury, though. Jalen Hyatt obviously does one thing really well, but he's getting he's getting in. Darius Slayton has been in the league for a while now. We know what he is. He's already Jalen Hyatt, what Jalen Hyatt hopes, hopes to be. Isaiah yeah. Hodgins is probably pretty good, but he's not. He's just he's a, a big possession receiver, though. He's like a number two wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Right. And he could be their number one. And then they have Darren Waller. If this team did not have such a fantastic coach, I'd call for him to win five games. <sighs> but Brian Dayball has proven time and again that he gets the absolute most out of his teams and gets wins where there probably shouldn't be any. And that's why I think they'll win more than five games. But ultimately, they will finish last in this division. They will be a perfectly fine team, but last in this division. Okay. And boy, they had better be, because if they win this division, Alex is never letting me hear the end of it. <laughs> As he should. <clears throat> but they're not, they're not winning this division. Um, all right, moving on. The third place team is obviously the Commanders, right? I'm not taking the Commanders to finish ahead of Dallas or Philly. So yeah, we could just we can go right through it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Cleve shaking his head. You don't like this for the new logo, Cleve? Huh? No. You don't I, like this for the new logo? I just that was such a disrespectful thing to to, to um Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor. Man, like like I don't they're just there's just a fucking dumb organization, bro. Like they're just fucking hopefully the new ownership yeah. writes the ship, but these, these are fucking morons. Well, you can see here, I have the note that Dan Snyder sold the team to the guy who owns the Philadelphia 76ers, so playoff success is surely right around the corner. <laughs> um, That's a basketball joke here on political football. Here we um, go. 
Uh, so last year they go eight, eight, and one to finish fourth in the NFC East. Quick math shows that is one game behind the Giants. We like to think of the Commanders as being like super terrible last year, but they weren't. They were one game behind the Giants in this division. The Giants made the playoffs. There is another team with a really good defense. Yes, there is no reason to just expect that the Giants will continue getting better and the Commanders are now absolutely horrible, right? Like, there's there's not actually a reason for that besides the fact that everybody's hyping up the Giants. Um, first of all, the Giants retained Danny Dimes as the quarterback. The Commanders brought in Eric Bieniemy cleave as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yep. Um, now, what people don't realize is that Bieniemy is actually the head coach. Nobody has the heart to tell Ron Rivera yet. <laughs> So he's the guy off his space with the stapler. He's on my stapler. Stapler. No, no, no. He's the uh, he's the Bob's, and the boss with the mug is Ron Rivera, and he's about to learn today. <laughs> oh, such a great movie! It is. It, it is. It is a fantastic movie. Um, as I mentioned, Dan Snyder sold the team, so that's great. The whole area here is really hyped about that. I even saw a thirty-second segment on the team on the local news, Cleef. Good for <laughs> I, I forget that that team is here. <laughs> it, it really, we say this a lot. It really does feel like the Baltimore Ravens are the local team. <laughs> yes. And we're so we're like 45 minutes from Baltimore. <laughs> right. Right. That's a whole different big city. <laughs> and it's not even close to here. Like the president lives here and that's the wire, but it feels like that is the local team. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, the commanders, though, amazingly, they traded two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson so they'd be able to go head-to-head against the Jalen Hurts for the next 10 years. Oh, wait, no, I'm just kidding. They're going to start Sam Howell. <laughs> I you think you'll probably... be surprised. I really do. I know you're rolling your eyes, but that and that's no, okay. We're not, we just both looked at you at the same time with the with a with a pause. I think yeah. you'll be very surprised at how good he is and how productive he is. I think I'll be very surprised at how bad Jacoby Brissett looks trying to run this offense in week six. <laughs> okay. I'm a, like, I'm a Jacoby Major? guy, bro. I'm a Jacoby guy. Yeah. Um so I have on here that Howell has an intriguing talent profile who looked okay in limited time as a rookie, but then Sam Howell probably sucks though. He's like Bailey Zappi, but can run a little bit. Is there a wager we could, we could lay on this? What What's the wager going to be? Uh, we can't wager on this because if Sam Howell is truly atrocious, they're actually incentivized to keep him playing and lose as much as possible. Okay. So, on downside risk where I'm like as right as I could be, I could lose this wager. And well, I don't let's just do it on production. Stuff. Let's just go production. And through six games, he has 14 plus touchdowns. And 16 picks. I'd have to I'd have to look at I'd have to look at the schedule more more closely. The thing is I think I think Sam Howell has a huge wide range of outcomes. I think going to next year we could be like wow Sam Howell's the second best quarterback in this division. It's not even close. Yeah. Yeah right. <laughs> I, I mean, it's in the range of outcomes. It's not very likely, though. Like, okay. he probably sucks. Like, he was supposed to be a first-round pick, ended up being a fifth-round pick. Wasn't even going to play last year until Taylor Heineke went to Ron Rivera and was like, uh, hey, you want to play this kid, see what he has? 
and he looked okay in a meaningless game against Dallas, a game that was meaningless, Cleve, if you recall, because Ron Rivera did not know the week before when they lost to Green Bay that meant they were out of the playoffs. Fireball offense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fucking head coach. That's, that's why they fired him right Eric Bianami. They just haven't told him yet. <laughs> He'll find out. Yeah. So Scott is so Scott, do you think Sam Howell will start the entire season barring injury? Yes. Yeah, I do. Now that's the bet, but you would need odds. I don't think I'm willing to give you the odds that you would need. We can I'll, we don't have to bet. It's good. I'll, I'll we'll think about it. about it. I'll think about it. Well, bets are good for like framing the the conversation too. Yeah. Um Commander's draft class here. First round pick 16, Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback out of Mississippi State. So, Cleve, I saw one of the most devastating tweets I've ever seen in my life about Emmanuel Forbes. <laughs> He's like 6'1", 166 pounds as a corner. Mm-hmm. And somebody tweeted, I can't remember who it was, they tweeted and said, I cannot take Emmanuel Forbes seriously. He's built like Waluigi. <laughs> wow. Yeah. God. Man. Just retire. Just retire. His mom probably read that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Scott, I know you weren't high on Forbes in the pre-draft process because of how slight he is. Yeah, I mean, he he's really fast. He's good uh, in zone coverage, kind of peeking the eyes of the quarterback. He could close. He's got a lot of pick sixes. I mean, he really does. It's just how does that guy survive? in the NFL being 160 pounds. Now, listen, 166 pounds listed doesn't mean he's 166 pounds. He weighed there. I mean, that, that could be, you know, eight pounds of water. He could be in the 150s playing playing defensive back, and he gets bounced around all the time. Like, anytime uh, he's got to deal with contact, it's, it's not going well for him. Cleve, I have a serious question for you. Yeah. You're playing on a football field today, not 20 years ago, right now. You take a pitch, you get the edge clean, turning the corner at full speed. Any human being on earth that weighs 166 pounds, are they going to tackle you? No, I'm I weigh you're 249. I weigh yeah, 249. Crush that person. Yeah, I'm gonna run right through him. Right. It it doesn't, it does I'll tell you this. I'm gonna run right through him. Like it, he can't. There's no 166. He's not a trained UFC fighter. He is not taking me to the ground. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it's just that he's so small. I don't know how he survives, but he makes plays. He's always around the ball. Which is a ball. I could see him. I could see him being productive but injured. If that makes sense, it does. And just kind of always sort of hanging around because when he plays and he plays a three four game stretch, he's productive. And he's got to pick six and all that stuff. And then, you know, he blew up his shoulder. He's out for six weeks kind of thing. Uh, uh, Emmanuel Tagovailoa. Yeah. Um, so then in the second round, they take another corner, Jartavius Martin, because I think after they took Forbes, they took a look at his listed weight. So they were like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. We better get another one. Uh, Jartavius Martin, I thought was good at Illinois. He was always overshadowed by uh, Devon Witherspoon. Yeah. But I thought Martin always held his own pretty well there, Scott. He did. He did. Um. Ricky Stromberg, center out of Arkansas. Brady Daniels, tackle out of Utah. Don't know them. K.J. Henry, defensive end out of Clemson. Massive human being. Incredibly strong. 
Uh, Chris Rodriguez, running back out of Kentucky. I have on a few best ball teams. If he gets an opportunity, I think he's going to be okay. And Andre Jones Jr. from Louisiana. I literally have never heard of him in my life. All right. All right. Moving along. Yep, Commanders. All right, Cleve. Who's in second in this division, the Cowboys or the Eagles? Cowboys. Oh, man. Yeah. And that needs to be his resume header. Like, it's the picture on his resume. It needs to be that picture. I actually found a picture of a barn on fire. Because <laughs> remember, he did would, his analytics barn. That would have been, that would have played really good. I mean, yeah, this, is, this is good, too. This yeah, is good, too. I, I read this story under it and, like, a hundred animals died in the barn fire. Oh. And I was like, I can't, yeah, nah, nah. I can't, I can't use this. Like that's not, that's yeah. not, I can't, I can't use this photo. Um, Let me ask you though. Is this, is this one of the games where he was like, the, the where the ref says, Hey coach, you want to pull a timeout here? Like, I think you should want to pull a timeout here. Is that, is that one of those games? I don't know what game be. this is, but it it's against the giant. So Alex probably knows exactly what was happening <laughs> at the moment. This, this, uh, you this might want to call a timeout here, buddy. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe he wants to challenge something. Mike McCarthy always looks confused. That's the point. Um, so last year they go 12 and five, which could be hard to remember. They were that good. Finished second at the NFC East, lost a divisional round to San Francisco. Win total this year, nine and a half. Cleve, you said nine. Yep. So you're just right on board, right on board with Vegas here. Yep. Okay, season one of political football. I called for the Cowboys to not pay Zeke and just let him go. Cleve, can you confirm? Yes. <laughs> uh, that was four. This is now this is now season four, and they're finally free of this chain around their neck. Cleve. <laughs> Cabo was four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, Scott Kellamore got fired for trying to score too many points. That's not it's a direct quote, but it's basically what Mike McCarthy said, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> like, 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 really, if you were, if you were legitimately and honestly paraphrasing what he said, he said Kellen Moore got fired because he tried to score too many points. Yep. He should have been flogged for that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that is a fair paraphrasing of what it's he said. coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so now Kellen Moore is in, in San Diego, in Los Angeles. So that's, that's good. Um, what, what retread asshole did they bring in here? The shot hammer? I believe so. I think they brought in a Schottenheimer. Um, and not the good one, because I think he passed away. Um, they signed wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Uh, that is not a typo. It is actually spelled like that. Cleve, it is Brandon with an I. Never, I've, I've never seen that with an I. Yeah, Brandon with an I. Um, then here's, here's an overall point here, Cleve. This team has Dak, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, and Trayvon Diggs. This is a Super Bowl caliber roster with a USFL level coach. I think you were kind to the coach. I think you're being way too kind to the coach. Scott, yeah. you grab me too kind? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think where he's been with, with the talent that he's always had, for him to not have as much success speaks about him. It really yeah. does. I agree. I think if you have Aaron Rodgers for a decade and you won one Super Bowl, you failed. Yes. <laughs> At least appearance. Aaron Rodgers, they had good defenses there. Yeah. They had good offenses there. They had it all. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Tom Coughlin won two Super Bowls, I believe, with Eli Manning as his quarterback. So that makes Tom Coughlin like a top five coach of all time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then McCarthy 
just squanders Aaron Rodgers, basically. At least um, appearances. At least have a, have you know he, they won one and lost three. You yeah. know, Should right? Be that do, do the Jim Kelly <laughs> exactly. Right. Nobody talks shit about Marv Levy. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. All right, their draft class this year. Uh, I wasn't super impressed with this class. The first round pick, twenty uh, sixth overall, Mozzie Smith, defensive tech out of Michigan. Great run stopper, had almost no pass rush ability at the college level. To be fair, wasn't asked to do that a lot. Yes. Uh, two years ago, Ojabo and Hutchinson, last year in Michigan by scheme, tried to create pass rush. Yeah. But he never really even flashed that ability. So no, I think he's, they a, just, he's a run. He's a run stuffing. He's an that's anchor. It. Yeah. And I don't know if that's worth the 26th overall pick. Yeah, he, he is a defensive line anchor. He's not going backwards. Yep. He'll make the job of linebackers easier. But like you're saying, do you really want to pay, you know, do you really want to use that on pick 26? Right. Um, second pick, second round pick, 58th overall, Luke Schoonmaker, tied it out of Michigan. I love Schoonmaker. Mm-hmm. Way overdrafted. Yeah. Way overdrafted. Yeah. Absolutely should not have been drafted in this position. Fourth, fourth round pick at best. And you know I mean it. Kid went to Michigan. Like, you know if no, I'm saying I, it. I know, I know. You it's know just, I mean it. it. He's they're trying to replicate what they had with Dalton Schultz. He's a good route runner. He's a good athlete. He can help you as a blocker. You know all those things, but there were other options. Yes, that could have given them maybe more. Right. I think Schoonmaker will be fine, but they they paid way too much for the bet that they're making. Um, mm-hmm. number three, third round pick here, Cleve, Demarvion Overshone. That is a name. Yeah, that is a great name. DeMarvion Overshone. That shit is awesome. I love the uh, capital D, capital M combo. Yeah, because my my daughter has that for a middle name. Oh, really? Capital, capital, lower. Yeah, it's it's Nadasia, capital N, lowercase e, capital D. Don't ask me. Her mom. Her middle name is Najee Harris. (laughs) No, Nadasia from Higher Learning, the Tyra Banks character, Deja. Tony, Tony, Tony song. Yeah. Yeah. Deja. yeah. See, Scott knows it. Yeah, Scott it's before Dave. Dave's time. Yeah, is, this, is, this old, is this old people shit? It's Boomer. Wait a minute, you haven't seen Higher Learning? What year did it come out? Oh, fuck. Uh, I was still in my 20s, late 20s. So, yeah, 1965? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> You got to um, see it if you haven't seen it. It's a good movie. Okay, well, Cleve, when you were 25, that would have been 1999, I was 16. So there is a chance that, <laughs> you, you know, we missed movie. some. Paul says 1995. Yeah, so, yeah, so I was one. I was 12. So you have to excuse me that I didn't see it. That was my I junior year of college. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, should I Thanks, add Paul. to the list? Is it actually good? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's with Omar Apps. Um couple of couple of good stars. Morris Chestnut, uh, Buster Rhymes. It's 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 kind oh, of I good... love Buster Rhymes. That's all Ice you Cube. have to say. Ice Cube. Nah, you can it. stop at Buster Rhymes. I love Buster Rhymes. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, criminally underrated MC, in my opinion. Um all right. Uh the rest of their class here I think is garbage, except for the sixth round pick, Deuce Vaughn out of Kansas State. Cleve, I'm not lying to you. Deuce Vaughn is 5'5, 155 pounds. How would these guys get into the league? 
He has the He's best vision. To tackle. He has the oh. best vision. He literally has the best vision since Barry Sanders. So he's low, low center of gravity. He could cut him yeah. down, give you change. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he I, when you watch his tape, he makes people miss from ten yards away. Wow! I, just like Barry used to do. Like he sets him up so far away, and like if he were six one two fifteen, I would actually say he should be a top ten pick. Like <laughs> if he were the same size as Bijan, he'd be the best running back probably to ever play the game. It is sick how this guy moves, but he's five five one fifty five. Wait a minute. Is this the kid? Uh, his dad drafted mm-hmm. him, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I did see. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You guys are right. I, I did see some tape on him. It was crazy. I'm like, this guy's going to the NFL? Little yeah. as fuck. But yeah, but he's but he's sick. I mean, yeah. and he can right. catch. Like, Darren he's smart. Spro- he knows the game well. If Darren Sproles could play, this guy, give this guy a chance. I think Darren, Pro- Darren Sproles was like two inches taller and 10 to 15 pounds heavier. Really, I think Sproles was 5'7, 170. So, this guy is like the Muggsy Bowles of it, yes. Although, I think Muggsy Bowles would also just kick his ass, like if they were to fight. Jesus, (laughs) that's bad. But, but Muggsy Bowles is actually a really good comparison, like because Muggsy Bowles could jump out of the gym, his vertical was nuts, right? Yeah, Yeah. to get get up there. Uh, Spud Webb, same thing, vertical is just insane. Deuce Vaughn has vision like that. Like hmm. he could just see how the play's gonna go and just immediately start making cuts. Mm-hmm. He's juking dudes five yards, ten yards downfield. They don't even know they're being juked yet. As Haven't boy, seen it like that. Not that good since Barry. As my boy would say in high school, when we play high school ball, I'm gonna cut up like a bag of dope. <laughs> I don't think he was playing for Scott. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Because obviously you don't sell meth in bags, right, Walter White? <laughs> Man. I'm sorry, was that truculent? No, it's good. <laughs> so obviously then winning the division, the Philadelphia Eagles. Khalif, can you tell what the picture is? Well, definitely holding. Is that holding? Yeah, he's I mean he's got a full jersey in his hand. That's the play in the Super Bowl. Mm. That got called. That I'm still not super happy got called, to be honest. But pretty clear from the still frame here, he has a handful of jersey. I mean, yeah, um, he's he's got a grip there. Yes. <laughs> like, that's a full jersey there. Yes. Um, 14-3, first in the NFC East. In my opinion, they were the best team last year. Best team doesn't always win the championship, right? The goal isn't to be the best team. The goal is to win the title. I think they were the best team, though. Um, and they lost the Super Bowl to the officials, I mean, to Kansas City. We're not going to rehash all that. That's why I put the photo up there so everybody could see that it it was a bad call, but it was technically correct because, I mean, look at that. Um, 11 and a half win total. Cleve, you said 13, so you're in on the Eagles winning the division here. Yeah. Um, Howie Roseman continues to show he's the best GM in the league. Trades up one spot to secure Jalen Carter at ninth overall, who the Lions could just stay at six to take it instead. Uh, refuses to re-sign mid-mile Sanders, builds on a top-10 running back room for less than 2% of the salary cap, and signs Jalen Hurts to a five-year, $255 million deal with $179 million in guarantees, meaning that he is underpaying Jalen Hurts by quick math, $54 million. It's, it's Deshaun Watson math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's getting a $54 million discount on Jalen Hurts. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Scott. Thoughts on me saying they have a top ten running back room in the league? Do I think what? 
My, do you agree with me? They have a top 10 running back room in the league. No, I don't know. I don't know. I really, I don't know. Uh, if you told me Rashad Penny was the same guy he was two years ago, I would say yes, but he looks like he's dust right now. Um, Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell are not players that you're going to give any workload to at all. But Gainwell um, is very good at what he does. He is, but he's a it's a gadget kind of a thing. He's situational, but he's very good at what at it. Oh, absolutely no. I mean, they're all they're all really good. And then there's DeAndre Swift, who I don't trust at all. So could it be top ten? Yeah, it could. It could. If Penny becomes like their their, uh, let's say he gets forty percent of the carries, like the the traditional runs. Yes, they yeah. could easily be a top ten running back room. Yes. What if they what if they just stop throwing temper tantrums and crying in their milk like the Lions did and just let DeAndre Swift play his game? But his game's what, dysfunctional for what the Lions offense was. Yes, but the Eagles have a better offense. Okay. The Lions have a good offense, of course. But, but there's still a scheme in which the running game is found. Like there's a reason why we, why you block players the way you block them to get the running back to run to where he is supposed to go. Yes. And when the running back can't do that or find those running lanes and run the other way, you know, it's not going to go great. That's That was the problem with Swift. Okay. So you do not think they have a top 10 room from the jump? I think there are see it here. serious questions about that room, yeah. but it has it, it could easily be a top 10 room. But you know what? I think it all is dependent on running back. The good thing about having questions at running back. Running back doesn't matter. It's the best place to have questions on the offense. Yep. Well, they did really. They just have one question: is who's going to be the guy who really is their their primary ball carrier? Because, like you said, Gainwell's really good at his role, mm-hmm. and Boston Scott's really good at his role, and Swift as a pass catcher is really effective that way too. So it's just a matter of who is your first and second down runner, and if you find that guy, and if it is Penny. That is a really good running back room. Yeah. And, and again, Cleve, for 2% of the overall salary cap. It's magician work. Yeah. Now, that's how, that. that's how you make a bet, right? That's because you don't even need to hit that much to have it to have it pay off. And they were still talking about trading for Jonathan Taylor. And they can do that because they're not paying the current guys anything. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um. So last year, uh, Nick Sirianni got robbed for coach of the year, in my opinion. I don't want to hear it, Alex. Um, Jalen Hurts got robbed for MVP because he got hurt. And the whole team got robbed-ish in the Super Bowl. I think they're going to smash everybody this year. I think they're looking to. Though their schedule's harder, so they won't be able to just dominate teams all the way across the board. But the games where they have a chance to get on top of people, we're going to see multiple 21 or more point wins from the Eagles this year. Mm. I think I think they see this as this this is their year and they are taking no prisoners and they're going to just kill everybody. Scott, what do you think? So maybe just a little bit of a divergent kind of thing. They've brought they've they've taken on a ton of risk in the last couple of years. They've lost a lot of defensive pieces in the last few seasons. Um if their offense is more efficient. Yeah, they could do that, but I think they've lost some on defense. I think it's hard for their offense to be more efficient 
it's been about as efficient as it can be. It's just been more voluminous. Like last year, they just ran the ball in the second half in like six games. Yeah, but no, what I'm so saying much. is like you've lost you lost Miles Sanders and you didn't really replace him. Oh, and no. I know that, and I know it's not all that relevant to like the way we think about football, but from from a keeping the offense in in you know in tempo and in good down and distance to allow them to open up their playbook and do all those things. They may not have they may not be quite as efficient as they were in that regard last year. They're gonna score a ton of points. Yeah. They're gonna be a, a a top offense. Um, it's easy to see that. It's just you know, on defense, you're relying upon some risky players. You know, so, um, you know. Now for for the Miles Sanders point, they let him walk in free agency. They could they have chosen to pay him, and yeah. they chose not to. That yeah. that's a that's a bit of a sign, right there. But they might look to move to go get Jonathan Taylor or something like that as a, as something to replace that. Uh, Cleve, no official prediction until next week. But do you think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl? Um, no. Hmm. Okay. No. That, yeah, you could, you could hold the thought for next week. I just want to have you start thinking about who the NFC representative is going to be in the Super Bowl if you don't think the Eagles are going. It's the Lions. No spoilers. <laughs> That's exactly who Cleve is going to say. Oh um, No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so looking at the Eagles draft class here as we wrap up, uh, they had two first-round picks. Ninth overall, as I mentioned, Jalen Carter from Georgia. 30th overall, they took Nolan Smith. Uh, edge rusher from Georgia who runs a 4.39, Cleve. Um He's also like 220 pounds. Yeah, but that's all right because his only job is to rush the quarterback. He's really just a blitzing safety. Dude, he'd be, he's he like, better have some wiggle. <laughs> he is literally the. He might be the smallest edge rusher in the history of the NFL if he pans out. Yeah, but that's, he, like that's, I said, putting, that's a huge bet to make. He's yeah, but they can afford to make it. That's the whole point because they get all they, these picks and everything. That's they, fine. They, it's they just, can take these swings, right? Um, but when they start to miss on these swings. And you don't get anything from draft classes, windows close. Well, that's not that's not gonna happen. Not gonna get anything from draft classes. Jalen Carter is gonna be really good. Uh Jordan Davis is gonna be good. But they're they're I fine. don't know that that's I, I don't know that we we really know that just yet. Really, you're all in on Sam Howell, but not Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. I don't think Jordan Davis did really much last year at all. I he didn't. Uh, Jalen Carter has serious uh, off the field stuff that I'm not saying he's going to be a bust on the field. Cause I think he's, I think he was the, pro- he was not probably, I think he was the best football player in the draft last year. It's he's just like the bet. other stuff that may take him off the field. You know, you have to be available. And if he's not, that's a problem. And now it's Nolan Smith. Who's the smallest edge rusher ever drafted. There's just a lot of risk. It could pan out huge. I, I will it say could. the I, Isaiah Simmons flaming out in Arizona doesn't make me think too highly of Nolan Smith. Um, so in the third round, they took Tyler Steen, a guard out of Alabama. Um, I thought he was a really good guard. I'm not an offensive line guy. Scott, that's your department. Do you agree? Tyler Steen yeah, pretty good. He's a very good player. Yep. Went right about where everybody thought he would go. Sidney Brown, safety out of Illinois. I did not like him as much. I thought the two corners really helped him out. And they had a tackle who's going to the first round this coming year. And I thought Sidney Brown was the beneficiary of having those other two players. Yeah, I agree. 
Yep. Yes. And then two years ago, Kirby Joseph. Um, Keely Ringo had some first-round buzz coming into the season. He goes to the fourth round here, also out of Georgia. Tanner McKee from Stanford. Uh, did he win the backup job? Did he beat Mariota? I don't know. Um, and then Moro Ojomo from Texas. Cleve, I just wanted to get to Moro Ojomo because that's another great name from Texas. <laughs> Moro Ojomo. Yeah, um, that's the bad guy for Powerpuff Girls. Oh, oh, Jomo. <laughs> All right. So this has been a very, a very long show. Um, again, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you very much. Please be sure to like the like the stream. Um, it won't be as long if you're listening on audio because I, it was just me by myself for a little bit. That is not making it to the audio version. So if you'd like to see that part, come and find us on YouTube. Uh, I'm not saying it's premium content or anything. I'm just saying it only exists on YouTube. So if you want to see it, sir, you got to go. Um, we will be back next week with the season predictions. I will send you guys a list of all the categories that we're going to be, that we're going to be predicting. It's going to be the same as last year. Um, uh, as a reminder, last year, Cleve did predict that Lovey Smith will win coach of the year. <laughs> That's why we drug test this year. <laughs> so, yeah. So next week's show is always one of my, always one of my absolute, my absolute favorites. And of course, It'll be next week on Tuesday, Thursday, Lions at Chiefs. So the season season is right on the corner. Uh, Cleve, any final words? Yeah, I had to I had to make an amendment. Well, I texted you about it. It was uh, the bench press thing. Oh, Remember that's right, you? that's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got some stolen valor here, Scott. Go ahead, Cleve. Stolen valor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the the amount. It wasn't. What was it two thirty five? Yeah, uh, two twenty five. 220 yeah it wasn't 225 my my boy caught caught some of the show on the repeat and he was like he, he quickly texted me he's like hey man it wasn't he, he wasn't 225 for 17 it was like it was like uh like one 185 yeah one, 185 for i think it was like 10 or whatever it was okay but, yeah. so you had two plates on just one plate was 25 instead of 45 correct yeah okay. so I, I i'm glad i was fact checked on that but um, I did attempt. That's so awesome. I, yeah, I did attempt. That's to what lift. I said. I did attempt to lift. I got three out on the on the dude. That's hard. For, oh, for just just to, recently. Yeah, yeah, like couple like it was like a couple days after the show. After I was told about it, I went into the gym and we were lifting, and I said, "Let me attempt this fresh." No way. Like, okay, yeah. I just want to point out that at, you're forty nine. Forty nine, yeah. At forty nine years old, you just did two twenty five three times. Three times, yeah. I have, I have actually have tape of it. I can share with you guys. That is, that is actually very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. But it does also sort of help make my point the fact that you did seven or eight, which is also very impressive. Yeah. Just how crazy strong these NFL guys are. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Alex with his official prediction here for the Eastern uh, Division, NFC East, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, Commanders in that order, Giants four and two in the division. So they're going to get swept by the Eagles and sweep the Cowboys. That's what that looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what that we'll looks see. like. Yeah. No, but wrong. I don't think the Giants are a bad team. I just think it's a strong division. Um, yeah, Scott, yeah. any final words? Nope. We're good. Okay, uh, so again, thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with the season long uh, for the season predictions. We will see you then. Peace. Peace.